Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast, brought to you by BetterHelp.com and LittleShaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that is very common in relationships with narcissists, and that is the tendency to try to live in the middle. Some of you might be wondering what that means. In this context, it means to go on with something without making a real commitment to it in some way. Probably you can recognize this in the narcissists in your life. They refuse to trust or make any real emotional commitment to relationships at all, yet often insist on continuing them. They have one foot in and one foot out of all things at all times. That is definitely an example of living in the middle, but what we're going to talk about today is the tendency of the other person in the relationship to do this too in their own way. People who are not narcissistic often find themselves very torn in relationships with narcissists. They love Dr. Jekyll, but they hate or fear Mr. Hyde. They want to be in a relationship with the narcissist, but only if the narcissist will agree to change in some pretty fundamental ways. This is understandable, of course. We're not talking about asking someone to change from a basically decent human being into a completely perfect one that's just more to our specific liking. We're talking about asking someone to change behavior that is legitimately dangerous and often very abusive. The problem is that even though it's different, it's not really different. You might feel, understandably, that you have the right to ask someone to change something that's harmful or destructive, but that doesn't mean they feel the same way, and it does not mean they have to do it. They are no more likely to do it than anyone else would be if you asked them to change something about themselves just because you didn't like it. You could argue that it's not about not liking it, that you're asking them to change their behavior because it's harmful and not conducive to any kind of relationship, or that you want them to get help because their mindsets are sabotaging their relationships and themselves, or because you can clearly see that they're struggling with mental health issues, but if they understood or cared about that at all, they probably wouldn't be doing it in the first place, right? This is how people are often living in the middle in narcissistic relationships. Once again, they love Dr. Jekyll, but they hate Mr. Hyde. However, as we discussed in one of the most popular videos on this channel, Dr. Jekyll is Mr. Hyde. It's all the same person, and you can't just have a relationship with part of them, or pick and choose the parts of them you want to deal with. It's the whole thing or nothing. When you order this meal, you automatically get Brussels sprouts. You don't like Brussels sprouts? You need to order something else because you're getting those Brussels sprouts whether you want them or not. The middle then is a place of non-acceptance of the situation. It's, it's being in limbo. It's an experience of being in the relationship but not truly committed to it in the sense that someone's often waiting for something to happen before they make their quote-unquote final decision. If they change, then I'll commit to staying. If they don't change, then I'll commit to leaving. People can live in the middle for decades, waiting for something to push them one way or the other, and refusing to accept the fact that what they see in the other person is all there is to see. In the case of a narcissist, that would be that this is a person who is perhaps capable of kindness or consideration or whatever here and there, but the overwhelming majority of the time they are childish, petulant, selfish, mean, unsupportive, unreasonable, unstable, irrational, dishonest, combative, aggressive. Moreover, this is a person who has absolutely no interest in exploring solutions for their many very serious problems at all. This is someone who is in complete denial that they even have any problems in any way. They are often cruel, controlling, inconsiderate, oblivious, manipulative, impulsive, antagonistic. 
People don't want to have a relationship with that person, of course, because that's too hard, too dangerous. It's not possible. It doesn't work. They do like some parts of the narcissist, though, and they would like to have a relationship with those parts. Of course, that's not how this works. So there's a lack of acceptance around the reality that all of these things exist in the same person and that to have a relationship with Dr. Jekyll is to automatically have one with Mr. Hyde. Not that this is exactly surprising. Narcissists have extreme difficulty with whole object relations. That means they have trouble seeing things with contradictory attributes as one whole thing. And this extends to the way they present their own personalities. Because of this, it can seem like they have two or more distinct and separate different personalities because of the way good and bad things are separated and split off from each other in the narcissistic personality structure. They usually don't, though. It's all one person, regardless of how it comes across, and you can either accept them for who they are, meaning that you understand this is the reality of the situation, or you can continue to be hurt and shocked when the, quote, other side shows up, because it always will. It's a fundamental, even essential part of their personality, and it's not going away. It's our responsibility to get as far as we can toward accepting the reality of this situation. This is a personality that will always be expressed in the same way, in a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde presentation. It's not going to change due to the way that their personality is structured. The, quote, bad side of them cannot be excised or somehow cut out. It's part of the original equipment, and in a very real way, the personality cannot function without it. We can either tolerate that or we can't, but refusing to accept that it's the way things are is really not an option. You can try, but it's not going to work. Reality always comes through eventually. This is what living in the middle comes down to, and it's a very stressful, damaging place to be. It always comes down to a choice, and for people in relationships with narcissists, the choice is very simple. That doesn't mean it's easy, but it's not super complicated. You can either tolerate the way this person operates, or you cannot. If you can't, then the only other option is to move on. It is unbelievably painful to live with one foot in the relationship and one foot out, waiting for them to meet your criteria or your standards before you will fully invest. That might sound like a harsh way to view it, but isn't that the reality? They don't meet your standards. They don't meet anybody's standards for even a basic adult relationship. Narcissists create an environment where people very quickly become afraid to commit emotionally, afraid to invest fully, afraid to trust in the relationship at all. People can't even relax, let alone do any of those things. There's no security, no stability, no equity built. The relationship just spins its wheels in a rut, never getting anywhere and never growing at all. For narcissists, that's just how relationships are. They don't know what they're missing, so to speak, because this is all they know. They can't trust anyone. They can't let their guard down. They don't grow or mature very much at all. They're terrified of intimacy in any form. They never get to know anyone, and they certainly don't want anyone to know them. They're only interested in getting what they need in this exact very second, and that's it. For you, this is an extremely painful situation that keeps pretending to be a relationship but really isn't. There's no intimacy, no bonding, no real or true connection of any kind. It's just a cycle of wounds being triggered, both theirs and yours. There are often interludes that look or feel like connection, but they're really not because pathologically narcissistic people cannot tolerate the shame of being truly seen by other people and therefore they reject intimacy of any kind, but especially emotional intimacy. Feeling close to other people, even in the limited ways that they're usually capable of, terrifies and angers narcissists. A bond is never allowed to develop, even if it could, which in most cases it can't, and so the other person must endure the almost constant devastation of feeling like you're starting to build something, then having it be immediately destroyed over and over and over again. 
in the end, only you can decide what you will choose, but it always comes down to making the choice. Either you can tolerate the dysfunction or you can't. Whatever you end up deciding, make the choice and stick to it, as hard as that is. Things are not going to change, and living in the middle waiting for them to change is no place to be. I hope that clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online, over the phone, via text, via messenger, via email, and through Skype worldwide. So if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. I teach workshops, seminars, and clinics throughout the year. So if you are interested in seeing what we're offering this month, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. We are offering a narcissistic abuse recovery clinic on September 23rd and 24th. So if you're interested in signing up for that, you can do that by visiting littleshaman.org slash clinic. If you're interested in joining our support group with weekly support meetings and access to exclusive content, among other things, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that as well. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by BetterHelp.com and littleshaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you. Have a beautiful day.